Hey y'all, this is Steve. And I'm North. And we're the, the Data, Data Collectors. Collectors. Today is May 26, 7 a.m. And we have part three of our Alchemist series, pages 53, 53 to, through 90. Yes. I'm excited. Me too, baby. We're, we're almost done. We're getting there. And we're learning so much. Yeah, the, the journey that Santiago is taking, it's, um, it's kind of a journey for us all. Mm-hmm. I like how you said journey, you know, that's what we're all on. And I really like Santiago's journey. And I like the way the author brings it out. Like he, he uses the characters and these situations that we think is just so trivial, but it has so much meaning. Like working for a crystal merchant, it's just a job, but for Santiago it's much more. I agree. Let's dive into how the author broke down like from his first month to his third month working for the crystal merchant. Let's kind of like talk about it. Right, because at the end of our last episode, we concluded with Santiago talking with the crystal merchant. Mm-hmm. And now he's looking to a way to get his money back up because he, he sold all his sheep. Mm-hmm. And then the money that he had, he got he got robbed. Mm-hmm. So now he's, just, he's stuck in a town with little knowledge of the language, of the, of the culture. And he has he has nothing to his name. Right. And at the end of the term, he continued to push forward and Santiago ended up befriending a merchant and getting a job. Mm-hmm. Ultimately what I think sustains Santiago is his connectedness with the universe and that universal language. Cause like you say, he didn't know the language, but he was able to somehow gain gain the merchant's, I guess, trust in a sense. And they had an arra- arrangement like, okay, you can work, you can work for me. You're not going to get much. You're not going to probably make as much as you would like to go to the pyramids or get your sheep in a time that you would like. But here's a job. So Santiago's working. Right. He's in a little dilemma, but the jewels that were bestowed upon him by Michelle's of that, you know, they were always guiding now, whether he has a lot or a little. So he, I believe he'll always find his way some way, somehow. And just like Michelle's deck was a force in Santiago's life. Mm-hmm. Santiago's now able to be a force in a merchant's life. And he's challenging a merchant. Yeah, because a merchant's like he's a he's a guy that's real content with the way his life is is going right now. He doesn't much like change. He's not one of those guys that likes to do something new and innovative. He just likes everything to be the same. And change is such a major concept because change is how dreams work, you know? Dreams represent change. And I don't think, not only was the merchant not comfortable with change, he was not comfortable making a mistake. Like he didn't want to take a risk on himself, on his dreams, because he goes into what he felt like his personal legend was a little bit, why he never pursued it. Right, a man of of devout faith and, and Muslim belief. Right, he never took that trip to Mecca, so... Which was his, well, I believe he had five, he had five goals right, like, towards achieving his personal legend. Mm-hmm. One of them was um, taking a trip to Mecca, and that was the whole point of him being a crystal merchant, to build up the money and make the trip. Right, he told himself he needed money to chase his dreams, so he opened up a shop to make money. That was 30 years ago. Right, right, dream is deferred. Right. Pretty much. Yeah, so it kind of makes me think in a way too. Like, do you need money 
to chase your dreams? It, it can't be all like that because he saw both rich and people poorer than himself making that trip. He said he was talking to Santiago, people making that trip to Mecca, individuals that were far worse off than he was. So it's probably, it's not just money. Mm, so we know you don't just need money to follow your dreams. But at the same time, it's perspective. So if that's what he believes it is, then that is true for him. Mm, belief, belief is a major key to follow your dreams. And I think Santiago, he believes in himself. He he knows how to ask for more out of life. Like whereas the merchant, he's content. But like Santiago knows how to ask for more. He knows how to respond to omens and take advantage of his beginner's luck. Because he is like, if he doesn't, he kind of curses himself. He realizes that's his obligation and he has to follow through it with it. Whereas the merchant, I feel like he doesn't respect the omens. He kind of is just like- I feel like he respects it. He knows it and respects it, but I guess he just doesn't, he doesn't feed off of it. No, because he can see that in Santiago and he kind of, in the positive way, he kind of envies Santiago because he knows that Santiago knows his dreams. Is it positive to envy? (laughs) Maybe not, but I don't feel, I don't feel like he's, has a negative feeling towards him though. But just think about it. As far as this person, you were in the same, you were once in the same spot that this younger uh, kid is in. Mm-hmm. But they they know they dream and they're actually going out and pursuing it. Whereas you, you, you've given up. You're, you're afraid to pursue your dream. He's definitely afraid. He's afraid of not only pursuing it, he's afraid of if he pursued it, what comes next. But go ahead. Yeah, because the word I say envy because you think negative when you say that. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't, he doesn't resent him or anything. He's actually helping. He doesn't mind helping him to achieve his dream. I think that's good. I guess when you think of it like that, the crystal merchant is a stepping stone for Santiago. I guess he realizes that, well, if I'm not going to fulfill my personal legend, I'm not going to hinder someone else from fulfilling theirs. So that's so. respect. Yeah. Yeah, that's that is respectable. I guess you're right. It's not envy, but it's like respect and okay. admiration and yeah, um, kind of like and it's camaraderie or like he's working with him, like they're working together in a sense, but on on two different they're like on two different sides of the spectrum. Someone that had an opportunity to go for their personal legend, it still does, it still does. You always do, you know, still does, and someone who who had the opportunity. And someone who was like actually taking advantage of the opportunity. Right, right in the middle of it. Yeah, but Santiago, what's impressive is the way he's developing. I mean, he's he's now working for the merchant three months. He's learning Arabic. And he challenges the, the merchant some more. It wasn't enough just to build a show. Right. Now we gotta we gotta take take it up another step. Mm-hmm, right. Because now I guess we're getting complacent again. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we built one new one new thing and we got the, the customers in. So you know what? Let's try something else now. Let's bring in more people. Right. Let's keep building. And Santiago is pushing that envelope and, and the merchant is like, you know, what do you want? And Santiago's like, <laughs> I want to get my sheet. I mean, that's what he was saying outwardly, but that was driving him. And that's what he was telling the merchant, you know, I'm doing this to get my sheep. You know, if I keep on this pace, I'll have my sheep in less than a year and I can, you know, make double the money I was anticipating. And really go to the pyramids because he's, he's getting high commission because originally 
he wasn't really making that much money. Mm-hmm. So now that they're making more money, the high commission, you know, he's he's getting a lot more than what was originally anticipated. Definitely, and I mean, I'm happy for Santiago because you know he has this this leverage now to go follow his dreams. So it seems like everything is working out for him in a way. It's not what he wants, mm-hmm. but it's like this little detour is still helping out Santiago. And I and I think so is because he knows what he wants. Like Santiago is not like the merchant content. He knows that he wants to get somewhere else. Yes. So selling tea is the next idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then selling them in, in the crystal glasses, which is something which is probably is unique. I don't think nobody else is doing that. Mm. So they do that and business starts booming even more. Things just take off. You're right. Just to talk about the point where you say they were selling tea out the crystals, that was new and people always want something new. And what's cool about following your personal legend you'll always be able to give people something new because your personal legend is different from mine's. You know, your personal legend is creative and unique, just like mine's is. So it will be new to someone always. And and it kind of always will put you ahead of the curve when you think about it like that. You know, so you won't have to, you know, sometimes you think I got to do this so I can, you know, get some money so I can take care of myself. You know, I got to survive. But when you're doing what you want, it will ultimately give you the tools to survive because people will want people will want it people will kind of want you to follow your personal legend because they want what you have in a sense but that might be yeah just, i mean maybe there's some people out there that that don't want you to you know not everybody could be like the merchant you know somebody who knew their dream and then gave up on it in a sense there's a lot of people out in the world who are the opposite of that like say the thief for example maybe that thief had a dream and he felt like he can't achieve it. So, you know what? I'm just going to rob everybody else. Mm, well, you know, the, the author introduces this concept. Everything is written by the same hand. And, I, and it makes me feel that the th- same thing that caused you pain can be the same thing that makes you happy. Mm-hmm. You know, so instead of worrying about it or being afraid or being angry about the loss or, you know, that, that which you might consider negativity, you know, just kind of or just understand that you can still get it back because i mean it makes me this is what i think i think the same thing that can take is the same thing they can give so don't you know be so afraid of what can come next or be so afraid about losing or be so afraid about change because like you said it's the treasure um the current that covers the treasure can also unveil it so i'm i'm just thinking about the thief like the thief might have been that negative force but at the time but it was positive because had he not been robbed he would have never learned Arabic he would have never you know just had this experience you know yeah. so it just kind of makes me think that he would have never been the only for a merchant right you know it might have seemed like a negative thing that happened with the thief but now he became a blessing in someone else's life yeah so okay everything is connected you know but to carry on with the story, so now he's working for the merchant 11 months. 11 months, and he's he's much more well off now than when he first landed in Africa. All linened up, smoking hookah, <laughs> just chilling, enjoying the breeze, just, just filling, out the, filling out nature. Santiago's popping. He's popping. Santiago's popping. He's in his bed right now. And now he's <laughs> like at the point where he's like, okay, 
I'm done working for the merchant. Just right. I can go to the next phase of my life. Because any longer, he'll be lingering now. He'll just be lingering in the same spot because he has he has everything he needs. He's all the resources he needs now to continue his journey wherever he wants to go. Any more long, you'll probably just end up like like the crystal merchant or the baker. Mm, that's a that's an excellent point. You gotta know when to transition. Yes. And I guess if you don't know in yourself, maybe pay attention to the signs. But yeah, Santiago was good at uh at at discerning when to leave. And and before he left, he took that trip back to the the bar, the tavern. Where everything all started. Yeah. So he I guess he's gonna finish out where where he started off. Yeah, it was a good place for him, I think, because he still had that dilemma of I have enough money now. Should I go back and be a shepherd? Right, because he can buy twice the flock now. Twice the flocks. He, he can get the permit to trade. Like, now he know Arabic. He could trade with the Arabics. He's like, you know, I can level up. I have more tools. Should I go back and be a shepherd? Or should I continue on my journey? That journey he was talking about. So he reached for his stones once again. Stones that he hasn't used since the last time in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. When he was at this, this dilemma of which way to go. And coincidentally, the same thing happened. It's like, I don't know, it's just fate. Both the stones fell at the same time. Like, of all the odds, right? Yeah, I think it was symbolic because at the end of the day, he he still has to trust himself and make his own decisions. So now he's at the point where he can't decide and, and he's forced to decide and he makes his own decision. And I think that's why the universe gives him what he wants because he is deliberately choosing. He's not leaving it up to some what someone else says or some book or even leaving it, he's not letting his doubts take over. You know, I felt like it was it was a humbling experience from right there. I guess he felt like the, the king was still with him when he saw them both fall again. It probably just brought back like that old memory, the old feeling that he hadn't felt since the first time they both fell. Not only was the king with him, I really think that Santiago was able to remember the uniqueness in his journey. Because remember, they was talking about how some people become a sheep, every day is the same. Yeah. Like for Santiago, every day wasn't the same. He realized how lucky he was to have met a king or to even be in his land, speaking Arab, you know, working for this crystal merchant. So I think he remembered that uniqueness and his experience and like, you know, I'm gonna keep moving forward. You know, I'm not a king. You know, how lucky am I? So it's no coincidence. I'm meant to do this. Let me keep, let me keep thriving and striving. So Santiago, he pays attention to his signs. He knows how to transition. And he decides to take that trip to Egypt. Yeah. He's following his personal legend. And that's when the Englishman enters, a new character. And the Englishman is actually seeking out uh this the alchemist mm-hmm. okay it said the the alchemist is said to be roughly 200 years old and he's able to turn any metal into gold that that is what was told to him and he's in search of this individual yeah when you think about alchemy in general it's, it's a purification process so they purify the metal so lead to gold you know making it a higher quality and that purification um, which we'll touch on eventually, but that's kind of what Santiago was able to do in his daily life. So when we get to the trip to 
to Egypt, we not only meet the Englishman, but we kind of like get these lessons that Santiago learns. That he learns, of course, from the Englishman, but... On his journey, uh, traveling the caravan through the desert. He also meets a driver who, who he learns something from as well. But with the Englishman, it's kind of like the both on two different sides of the coin. Yin and yang. Yeah. So it's like Santiago is more or maybe overly in touch with just the marvels during the trip. And the Englishman is is just more indulging in the drops of oil because Santiago is listening to the listening to the desert, feeling the wind, the animals, and the Englishman is more so in his books, his reading and this gaining knowledge. Yeah, it kind of reminds you of like that balance that you have to have in yourself. Like we learned from um, our second part where uh, the story of the wise man with the drops of oil and the marbles. It's like that balance Mm -hmm. you got to have. And Santiago doesn't have the balance. The Englishman doesn't have the balance. But together, they kind of like have what each other is lacking. Yeah. And they they kind of stay on that full moon. They show each other each what each other is lacking because Santiago's like here. Now you learn from the desert. You learn from the caravan. And Englishman is like, here, you learn from my books. Right. What brought them together at first, though, was the fact that they realized that they was actually quite like-minded. <laughs> right. You know, even though they're different. Santiago is completely different now than before. When he when he first stepped into the caravan, the Englishman saw him, like, he just took him as a regular Arab. Right. You know, because he's been there, uh, Santiago's been there so long, he's adapted to his environment, and he's become one with one with that place. I like how you put that. So he's no longer a shepherd. Santiago is the Arab. Mm-hmm. And like you said, they realized they had so much in common. Like they both had um, the stones, the yeah. black and white stones. That's kind of freaky. <laughs> so they, they shared that. And the Englishman believes in omens too. Mm-hmm. And he feels like his personal legend is to seek out the alchemist. I mean, he already learned religion. He already learned language. You know, he's paid money, he's traveled, he's like, the next thing I want to do in my life is become an alchemist. But I feel like he's a little bit more of a a literal person than Santiago is. Right. You know, yeah. Santiago does have knowledge. He went to school, he studied, he's he's intellectual, but I think the Englishman he's he's more of a, a literature type of fellow. And Santiago is more spiritual in the sense of how he's learning. I agree, because the Englishman is literally looking for the philosopher's stone, the elixir of life. He's literally looking for the alchemist, whereas Santiago is becoming an alchemist. Mm-hmm. Like, it was this one instance where Santiago was talking to the Englishman, and he's like, you've cleaned the crystals, you cleaned that negative energy in yourself, you was purifying yourself. And when we think about purification, that's like the stripping down of something to its essence. And that essence is pure enough it can connect to the universe. So Santiago had already had this connection with you. We see it with a sheep. Mm-hmm. He had this connection with the universe and he was seeing when he cleaned the crystals. So the Englishman kind of like seconds that, like, you know, in a way, like you are being an alchemist in so many words, even though Santiago frustrates the Englishman. Right. I think the Englishman still has a bit to learn. They both do. They both have a bit to learn. They can learn from each other because the Englishman was looking at him as being kind of primitive because he didn't know 
everything to the full extent as he mm-hmm. knew it mm-hmm. in that same aspect because he he's read more he has a lot more of this knowledge so if he tried to uh, explain something to him in the way that he that the Englishman understands and Santiago doesn't understand he's like oh he, he's young he doesn't understand he's primitive but that's where Santiago also made the realization that just because we learn different doesn't mean that like we're too different from each other like that's just about it we learn different but we still share things we still have similarities and I think that's the goal like when you're on your journey to realize your connectedness with someone else yeah you gotta be able to understand people not just hear them and listen to them I think that understanding helps you uh, to be more one with the universe I agree it's this connectedness that you don't need words for you don't need it you can connect to animals you can connect to people and you can even connect to nature like literally Santiago was connecting with the desert on his trip just filling it out also there's there's a deeper understanding too just with um, understanding people and it's called hunches Mm -hmm. no it's a it's a type of intuition it's being able to fill out the environment the vibes the vibes yes well, yeah, because when you have an intuition, that just shows how connected you are to the soul of the world. Like the author kind of, I love how he does it. He says the language of the world or the soul of the world. And when you're being intuitive or you're able to connect with other people or nature, you're speaking the language of the world. When you're even following your personal legend, what you love and enthusiastically, you're speaking the language of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, Following, following your personal legend connects you with people and things like that's literally all you have to do and you'll have this oneness that you don't really need from a book but like the book kind of gives you the language to yeah. describe what it is you're feeling it's like when Santiago learned what an omen was he's like people say these things but they don't even know what it means like it's like he knows these things but now he's like like learning it more I don't know the proper way to say that but it's like he's that's, learning that's it good. again that's good enough so I mean during the trip they both they both kind of help each other Santiago learns a bit from the Englishman and the Englishman learns a bit from Santiago they, they end up training training off on each other so uh, Santiago is reading some books Englishman is trying to be more in touch with his surroundings you know they start doing that and also another character the driver Right, the driver is significant. The driver is significant because he reminds Santiago that you can lose everything. You know, yeah. everything can change, but focus on the present. What makes the driver unique is he's actually, I believe he's the first person that Santiago comes across that he's told him that I have achieved my personal legend. Mm-hmm. I believe he's the first individual. A lot of these other guys that he's met, uh, they gave up or like the Englishmen, they're still in pursuit. So this is actually a different angle. Right, somebody who has finished it. Right, and what becomes of them after? Well, that's one thing that the merchant was fearing, like what happens next? Because sometimes we don't know what's next. Like I, I know I know for sure I don't know what's next, but I feel like the driver's attitude was so nonchalant 
he didn't really kind of care what was next. I don't know if you could look at that as negative or positive. He was he was definitely in the present, but he kind of didn't care what was next. He's like, I lost everything. You know, I did what I wanted. I lost everything. Yeah. So what? Because of the situation they're in right now, I said traveling across the desert in the caravan. It's already known. Once you go into the desert, there's no going back. Once you make this travel, like we can't we can't look back to where we came. It's only going forward. And there's actually this war going on right now and with different different people in that area. And that puts them in a bad predicament. But the driver really doesn't care. He's like, if it's my time to go, it's my time to go. Which is, you know, that that can be good. Right. I don't know how healthy or unhealthy that frame of thinking is like in a way. It is kind of healthy because he's present. He's not stressed. He let go. He can accept what comes because he, he feels as though he's accomplished his life goal. Right. But in another sense, I don't know how empathetic he is because can he really feel where other people is coming from? Right. Is he, is he selfish for real? Like, who, who really knows? Like, since since I already done what I, I need to do, like, I really don't care what happens to me or anybody else. Right. Like, with the driver, I'm kind of playing devil's advocate. Like, in a way, I can understand why he is the way he is but on another hand i'm just thinking like it, it could be detrimental like with relating to people i feel like these are keys that santiago has picked up along the way you know you could be like this guy if you stay here too long if you stay in your stepping stone too long you could be like this guy but if you achieve your personal legend you could be like this guy like I feel like when once you achieve what your main goal is, you should look for another goal. You shouldn't just think like, all right, this is the pinnacle. I'm at, I'm at my ceiling. You're never at your ceiling. You should always feel like you, there's something more for you to accomplish in life. That's what keeps us going. That's what keeps us being more successful and leveling up in life. Well, I know you always going to level up. You sound like a man that's going to level up. <laughs> I, because me personally, I don't know what's next, but I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. Sorry not know what's next. Just know that whatever does come next, you'll be ready for it. Right. And at least, I guess, kind of work towards what I want. Like, do what I want. Yeah, do the slips and the falls. Okay. So we kind of mentioned how Santiago learned from the Englishman, how he learned from the driver. Let's just touch on some things that he learned from the desert, which is, I think, the only thing he really learned from the desert is that it made him feel small. Like, he Mm -hmm. had to be silent in front of it. And I think just that feeling, he kind of knew his place with the desert. And which I think is we need to learn our place with everything it, just to better understand how we're connected with it. You know, if we're out of place, then that connection probably be out of sync. So he compared the desert to the sea, to fire, just something that he could awe and reverence. And kind of like he can't control it. Yeah. You know, I guess saying that is like, you know, you and me, we, we went hiking yesterday, right? So mm-hmm. it was like, we was out there in, in the woods. We out there in the mountains. Right. And then when you're you're really out there, it's like, wow, look how look how vast and big everything is. Look how small we are. But that doesn't make us any less important. Mm-hmm. You know, we're all connected, right? Mm-hmm. We're all one. Right. That's, yeah. like the, that's like one of the main themes in the, that the author brings out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are all connected. So I guess it's okay if you do feel small if something else is big. Like there's no point of Santiago or any of them on a caravan to feel big going against the desert because that can that can jeopardize your life. So it's kind of like being sensible in a way, like learning how to 
uh, relate to something that you're just a whole different, that's just a whole different piece. Like he learned how to relate and connect to the desert so he can move properly and and basically survive, which is kind of like what we gotta learn. We gotta learn like our environment, like how to maneuver just in this world so we can survive while also, you know, maintaining our, pursuing our personal legend. Yeah, I agree. You know, you can't just have courage. That's not enough. You, right. you gotta know how to connect. You just can't, you just can't barge to the door blindly. Mm-hmm. Not all the time. You got, you need some type of knowledge. You need, you need like some, you need intangibles. You need things that aren't just written down and labeled. And this is where understanding that connection is so much more important because you're right. You can't just always read it. You have to feel it. And I think Santiago is really learning how to feel things out. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited to see where he's going to go because the, the story continues and they introduce a new character, not the Englishman or the driver. But That's not just a new character, they introduce the character. The character, which right. the book is titled for. The Alchemist. And he's looking for a student. Yeah, I guess he has... The alchemist being the alchemist, he most likely can read read into these things that um, Santiago and Inchman are are learning about, because he already knows what he's looking for, and I guess he has that intuition that the individual, the person he's looking for, is is gonna be at this place. He knows where to look for them. Mm. Hey guys, Data Collectors here. Just breaking away from the scheduled show to talk about podcasting with Anchor. Do you have something to say? Do you want to express yourself? Do you feel your perspective or experience is valuable? Or would you like to get paid to share your voice? Then you should download the free app Anchor, A-N-C-H-O-R, from any device. Or just visit the anchor.fn website to get started. The website is user-friendly, and you can edit and even upload from your device. Plus, Anchor is integrated with your favorite social media platform, so it's easy as one, two, three to share your podcast because Anchor does it for you. Everything you need is in one place. Don't just take our word for it. Download your free app today. And subscribe to our show once you get started. All right, now. Let's get back to the show. So, who do you think the alchemist would choose as his student? That's a good question. He has two, two pretty good candidates right here. Um, the alchemist, which is Santiago, or the one that's seeking the alchemist. Who will the alchemist choose? I, don't, I feel like the Englishman is kind of alchemist in training. You know, he's actually performing alchemy. He well, just he's, he's learning. I don't think he actually performed it. Um, Okay, he's learning it. Yeah. I think he's an alchemist in training. Okay. There's just stuff that he's still trying to learn that he needs to, a true alchemist to teach him. He's been now seeking alchemists, but they're all selfish in a sense, at least from his perspective, because they're not really sharing information. So he's actually trying to find the alchemist, the true alchemist. Well, I know why the alchemist ain't sharing information, because if you had to work hard to get something, Mm-hmm. One, you're not just going to give it up. And two, you can't just give it to anybody because okay. information is valuable. 
right? People can take it for granted if it's given too easily. Yeah, everything is not for everybody, so you can't just be giving out what you had to sacrifice and struggle to learn. So yeah. we got Santiago, who's kind of like a a natural alchemist, a natural alchemist. In a yeah, way. I would say that he doesn't really comprehend it. He just does it naturally. And then you have the Englishman who is a bit more profound in the, in the art of alchemy and is actually trying to become that specifically. Mm. You know, who do you choose? The natural talent or the one that's... That's working towards it. I don't know who I would choose because in in one sense, I've been Santiago, but there are some things that I've been the Englishman. Like, yeah. I only know this because I've taught myself. So that's true for everybody. There's something that we all have something that we're natural at and something that we have to train for. I don't know how the alchemist will make this decision. It'll probably be uh, uh, some type of, he observed them and, you know, some type of test. Of course, because only the worthy can really achieve this. Really? Right. I mean, who's to say who isn't or isn't more deserving? Who is deserving or who? is not more deserving mm-hmm. you know i guess only only faith can decide that that's probably something that we think that is in our hands but maybe it's not fully in our control you know we're going to get into that and what's going to happen in our next episode episode for next week but before we go let's let's before we go yeah let's talk about some points that stood out to us okay start off babe okay um point one Ask for more out of life. Challenge your comfort zones and welcome change. Respond to omens. Yeah, always ask for more out of life. You know, I think once you get, um, once you get, yeah, content with how everything is, you know, you're just gonna stay there. You might even get bored with what you're doing. You might like lose sight of that that drive. Well, that cliche, if you ain't growing, you're dying. <laughs> and so I'm just saying, if you're not living and getting more out of life, then you're the opposite of that, obviously. Okay, yeah, welcome change. Yeah, that's true. People like new things, right? Mm-hmm. Change is something new. Some people like to stay the same. So you can't Some be... Some people like to grow. Right, so you can't be afraid to achieve your personal legend. It's new and people always want something new. So that's another point that I think stood out. Yeah, right. You can't make an excuse why not, why you shouldn't be achieving your life's goal. Because you can make a thousand excuses, right? But at the same time, you can make just as many excuses why you should do it. It's just all perspective. Yeah, fear shouldn't hold you back. The fear, especially the Definitely. fear of the unknown, because we we never know. Right. Growing up as a kid, you know, we used to be afraid of the dark, what was in the bed. You know, once you had a better understanding of things, you realize there was nothing to be afraid of. Right. You don't, you might not know what was under the bed. You might not be able to see it, but you don't have to fear it because you don't know it. Yeah. Okay, that's a good point. What's next? We should respect each other's mindsets, especially people of the like mind. You know, say, um... We're all connected. Yeah. Let's, let's look at basketball. Like, you know, play, we play sports. You know, let's look at basketball, for example. We have everybody who who knows and understands the game, but we all play different. We have different positions. We gotta respect everybody's position and their role. You know what I mean? That that's that's what makes a good team. That's how you succeed. 
Right, nothing is more important than the next. The small is not greater than the large, and the large is not greater than the small. Right, whether you're rebound or scoring, you know, mm-hmm. it's all important. And the same thing what happens in the story. Right, it's all connected. They all are on the same team working towards a common goal. Like if the point guards start having a problem with the small forward, now overall as a team, they're not doing well because they're not connected and respecting mm-hmm. each other. But yeah. they have that respect and that connection, and they're going to thrive. They have Santiago. good chemistry. Yeah, Santiago and Englishman. Yeah, they have to respect each other's mindsets. I, I believe they can help each other go further. That's a good point. What's next? Money alone. Mm, okay, money. money alone doesn't help you fulfill your dream. Okay. So. And neither does courage. <laughs> you can't okay. just have courage either. Right. You just can't be with. You can't have blind rage. Yeah. You know, you just can't be going all all gung ho. Like you gotta have some type of insight and knowledge. You need to speak that universal language because you're gonna have to connect with nature, people, and animals. Right. And don't think because you have insufficient funds that you can't that there isn't some type of way to achieve what you're trying to achieve. Money does play a factor in a lot of different situations, but at the same time, money Money is always accessible. It's always ways. There's always a way to make money. It's a resource, and like yeah. anything else, it shouldn't be overly exploited or like under under consumed. Like you know, you have it to get to where you want. And but like we said, just money or just courage is not enough. You got to have that sixth sense to know, like to tell when it's fear, to sense danger, or to tell when someone is really helping you out. That mm-hmm. that sixth sense, or if they're trying to set you up. Right. And what's the last point, babe? Last point is following your personal legend is following a goal. And we do that enthusiastically with purpose and love. And the world will assist us when we do that in a form of luck and coincidences. I like that. All right. So tune in next week for part four of the Alchemist series. Right. And you can follow and subscribe to the Data Collectors on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Currently, our IG is down because they're hating on us, you know. But it will be up eventually. Right. And we'll see you next time. All right. Peace. Peace.